Welcome back to 10 Tets Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Brio, and I'm sitting in the Kangamore Sports Studio, and across from me is my co-host, Adam Nielsen, and let's get this over with. <laughs> I mean, welcome to the podcast. Two weeks in a row, motherfuckers. Everyone's complaining. Like, what do you want from yeah. us? We care about the fans. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Yeah, exactly. Click. <laughs> that would be the best. A two-minute show that shows up on like <laughs> <Yeah>. two dot. <laughs> yeah. Boom. What up? Short show. So, how's life? It's cold, man. I'm freaking oh, cold. Don't even. It's that time of year where like, it's like, a, I go in the like into winter where it's like that first cold. Where I'm like, ah, oh, it's cold. I'm yeah. Like, I haven't adjusted to the cold yet. Yeah. It's usually around November. Yeah. And then I adjust to the cold. Uh-huh. And I'm okay with it. And then end of January, early February hits when you get like the record the real cold. cold. Yeah. Like the negative eights yeah. to start your day. Yeah. It was negative 14 when I woke up at my house yep. this morning. Yep. I remember what negative 27 felt like. Fuck that. Yeah. Nope. This is that time of year where I'm just always cold, not happy. Yeah. I want to just sleep a lot. Yeah. And I've been getting up to work earlier. She's like, yeah, getting up at six or getting in at six every day. So Why? We don't do that, Robbie. They're doing more. They're doing like more overtime stuff. So they want coverage. So Does I that mean you get to leave earlier. Some days. Yes. Which oh. is nice. Well, yeah. I mean, I like, you're a salaried employee. So yeah, it's like I get my 30, I mean, 40 hours in. <laughs> Well, 30 hours of work, 20, 25 hours of work, 40 hours of presence. Yeah, I'm, I, my presence is a present. That's what they say. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. I'm sure I've triggered at least. You're an engineer. Yeah, I know how I've it triggered is. every non-engineer on the show. Fucking office employees. How's it going, Ryan? God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, real cold, huh? Sitting in your office. Yeah, you must be freezing to death, Robbie. Yeah, it was 72 in there today. Couldn't believe it. I had four layers on today. That's saying something. On everything. You. That's saying something I'm for you. I'm still wearing two layers on my legs. It's cold in the basement. Well, I got my, my thermal long john underwear on. Got to have those. Yes. Uh, basically from like November-ish through sometime in March. Yeah. Every single day. Oh, yeah. I wear those. Yep. No, I so, I'm more dressed than you think I am, Robbie. Because you're usually the guy that doesn't wear the coat. I don't wear a coat when I'm walking from my house to my vehicle, and then from my vehicle to a store, or, or to when you're your driving. house. Or I hate wearing coats when I'm driving. But like when I'm outside working... Then you wear a coat. I have bibs and coats and sweatshirts, and I, dude, I'm layered. Yeah. I bought a boot dryer. It's awesome, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I bought it last year, and I used it all of last year, and I used it a lot this winter, too, but it's like, oh, my God, it's the great, it's the best $20 I've ever spent. Yes. Bar none. Putting yeah. my feet into dry, warm boots every single morning is literally the greatest thing in the world. You know what we should, I, should, I never thought about, but that'd be a good thing to have at the track where you're like... Racing boots? Yeah, to dry out your racing they're, shoes. They're be soaking wet. Yeah. They make like helmet dryers. Yep, I've seen those. Yeah. Huh. That's a, that's a $20 idea. It's not a bad one. That's a good one. Yeah. You put the yeah. gloves on there too. I put my gloves on yep. every once in a while. Yep. They don't fit on there very well, but it does the job. But they they need to be dry. That's yeah. that's what I got. A, I bought an extra pair of gloves, so yeah. I didn't have to do that it's again. It's gross. 
and they get stiff. If the you don't next know, day, you, it's so gross. You yep. feel so disgusting. But I am, shit I am disgusting. I did this to these gloves. Yeah, and I am yeah, disgusting. Exactly. I am the I reason. No one to blame but myself, but I'm still grossed out by it. <laughs> I am the reason these gloves always sit like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the white, the, like the yeah, the, the sweat stains on them. Yeah, you can't just wash that. You're not supposed to just wash that. You can't stuff. just wash it. No, it, and it's it's the type of thing that you, if you throw in the washing machine, it changes it forever. We're not supposed to do that. I know anyway, because it, it changes it forever. Yeah, it'll wash Ruins out it. all the flame retardantness. That's not how that works. You're not supposed to wash FR stuff. No, you're not supposed to wash it. You're supposed to dry clean it. Yes, I can't imagine a more douchey thing than strolling into your dry cleaner with your race suit, which has been soaked to the bone. I with just sweat, and it's now that you're endurance racing, you're probably going to piss in it too. Based on our uh, fuel stop, oh, yeah, I doubt right. it. Your fuel stop, fucking doubt it. Jesus Christ, you been doing GLTC stints? No, no, two GLTC stints. <laughs> we can, we, I assume that's part of the questions you have for me later. Uh, no, I just have one question. Oh, I mean, we can get into that right now if you want. You want to, before we open it up? You want to sure? Talk, like, just get real serious? Yeah, well, yeah. We got serious questions. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just one question. Okay. 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 I thought I thought this was part of the questions. No, but, no, no. I just so. have a, I just have a question about that endeavor and your racing trajectory from here to to ten years from now. Yes. How badly do you think this car is going to fuck everything else up? So let's say that you guys do your. I mean, yeah, this seems like a perfect time to transition. You know that you know I you know I love Booney and I'm friends with basically everybody who's involved in that racing team and i wish you nothing but the best but team racing at an amateur level is never a long-term thing no it it takes a very it's just like college roommates like everyone gets new roommates every year because no one can live together right (laughs) even if you're best friends don't move in with your best friend. Never. No, it's a bad idea. My best roommates were the ones that I met the day they moved in. Yeah, exactly. I, I got along with Andrew and Brian. And Brian, great. Yeah. Never met them before. Right. That's why we're the best of friends right. while we were while we were uh, roommates. But like, so, you know, let's say this lasts five years and then you move on to other things. How badly, like, can you jump out of the NPO one, which is... A, for all intents and purposes, a purebred race car. Like it's a prototype. It yeah. is not a car that you took from a street trim and turned into a into a track car. It was designed and built from the get go to be on the track, and it's very different. Yes, its seating position is different. Uh-huh. It makes all the race car noises. Uh-huh. It does all the. Yep, you're, can so, you I'm, jump back into the three fifty and be like, yeah, this is fine. Do you? I think that's how I'm going to describe it. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. But, but Robert, you, how are you feeling? <coughs> I'm, I'm fine. Or do you Even think it's going to have the same? Or like, are you going to get? Are you going to come out on the other end of this experience and be like, "Well, now I got to buy an open wheel." I realistically, I see it going two ways. Okay. Um. So let's. <laughs> so yeah. So the NPO one has a uh, Sadev sequential. Yeah. You are you are leaned back, not quite Formula One leaned back. No, but, but you're you're not you're in sitting a racing, upright like a race car, no, like a car, like a street car. Correct. You are you are in a racing position. Yeah, it's similar to a go to a like a shifter cart. 
in seating position. Similar, yes. Yeah. That's even that's probably a little more aggressive of a, a lean. Eh, maybe. And then yeah, my my uh the way I have my seat, I'm a little more set up. Yeah, than, like yeah. Booney's lean back a little bit more than I am, but right. but uh long term, so let's say I see it going two ways. So went from the three fifty Z now to the NPO one. Uh-huh. Um I can one path would be, which I think is absolutely on the table, is that I'm going to do this until I'm sick of doing it, and I'll never drive another race car again. I don't think that's going to happen. That's always on the table, where I finally, like, it's like skating. I always said I'd never quit skating, and technically I never quit. But I think the only... It got to that point where I'm like, I'm not doing this right now. I think more, more of the reason that I don't skate, and I think you maybe to a lesser extent, but certainly to some extent don't skate either. It's not because I don't have the desire or the time or the interest. It's because I'm fucking old and my body is decrepit. And like, it takes so much longer to heal. And it's so expensive. It's really not the the healing. Oh, not the the skating. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) The cracking your head against the cement is so expensive. Well, I think that, I think if we still skated as hard as we did, or as often as we did then, I think our skating styles would be dramatically different. Yeah. I don't think that, because you and I both, on pretty regular occasions, went after big tricks. Yeah. I don't think we'd do that as hard as, because even like, even when we were skating a lot, I was starting to tail off of that stuff already. Yeah, the higher risk stuff and wasn't, I like wasn't fun anymore. My old, my first job out of college where I was traveling, I literally got sat down by my boss and told, "You need to stop." Like you, I, I'm not going to tell you you can't do this, but you can't keep getting hurt like you are. You are a liability at work because of your injuries outside of work, and that's got to stop, or I'll have to fire you. I yep, and so like. I mean, I have a wife and kids and a house and a mortgage and all that stuff. Like, I can't, I can't risk that now because my job, while being dramatically different, would have the same outcome. Yeah. No, you need to be able to go to work. Right. right. And so I couldn't skate as hard as I did when I was in high school and did not care. Right. But like, I don't see either one of us not doing something in the car world for a long time. No, I'm right. I don't think any time in the near future that would actually be a thing. No. I could see myself taking a step back and not doing it as often. Oh, for sure. Uh, but even then, it would just, then I would just, ha- I'd still have the Z and I'd just take it out for fun. Um, I don't ever, it's like skating. I don't see myself just like, ah, I'm done here. Fuck it. But you're not, are you, is you're, there, is there any part in your head that goes, okay, I did a bunch of these endurance races and I drove this wild, prototype car basically and then i'm gonna hop back in that 350z and go "Eh, this is not as much fun it's fine and it's gonna cost you 40 grand oh it'll be way more than that to fix that problem (laughs) it'll be way more than that well you'd buy a sequential for the for the 350 and and put some jim wolf engineering or jim wolf technologies VQ forty two or whatever it is that they make now. That's so good. And like just go hog. That'd be good. Or open wheel or yeah. Um or yeah, like buy an open wheeler or the, like, uh, the other path. But like then what do you do with that? I don't know. 
that's the thing that like there's even less to do with that. Yeah, with I mean, an open wheel car you, than than like the NPO one. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to be willing to do major traveling or chase after a Formula Four setup. Which is like big money because if you're doing like Formula Atlantics and stuff, you can't do it here. No. Not regionally, or, or you know, well, not know. if you want to race against somebody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I so mean, I, you can go buy one. You can do what right. are essentially lapping days at an event. Yep. Because there's not going to be anybody else in your field. Nope. Not until you get to uh, runoffs. Yeah, like if you go to a majors event, you might get two or three Atlantics around here. I don't think I've seen more than two on track at the same time. Right. Ever. Right. So. <clears throat> um. I don't know. I just wondered if like this is like ah. Like, I always kind of think that about guys who get really deep into any any hobby motorsport. Like, <laughs> like if you take someone like Ferris, who has, like, one of the most wild and insane cars in the country right now. Yes. And, like, at some point, that trajectory almost has to back off. Here's, but like then what do you do? Here's my other here's my other comparison of what path I would go down. Uh-huh. So the first path would be where I would get to the point where I'm sick of it and I'm done. Or the other path is more like being the desensitized to pornography path. Which <laughs> <laughs> just got to get wilder and wilder so, and wilder. So I, the next thing you know I started off with softcore <laughs> then I upgraded to hardcore, and now I found my kink. Yeah, okay. And now that I've already used all my kink, I need more kink. Okay. And see, and I'm all the way down here, Adam, <laughs> and it's going to get real kinky. Robbie, Robbie, we're so, talking about race cars, not... Oh, I thought we were talking about porn. <laughs> but no, uh, that is the other end of the spectrum that I think it could really possibly go I think down. that's probably more likely. So yeah, 350Z was my soft core. Or three, 240 was my soft core. Yeah. Z was my hardcore. This is my first kink. Yeah. And it's going to be... Because you go from the NPO one and the next step up beyond that would be like an LMP3 car. Yeah. And the way it was... Just, uh, I don't know about that. Well, it, it, we'll just, it, but just, okay. People know what I'm talking about, so yeah, we'll just yeah, use yeah. that as an That's example. Because um, it's like 8X to run a, a weekend with an LMP3 car oh, compared yeah. to the cost of an NPO one. Yeah. <clears throat> but an LMP3 is an NPL one on steroids. So it'd be like, thank you, daddy. Can I have another? <laughs> and now that I've already gone past that, I need it to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Okay. And the LMP three would be more aggressive. So I, I realistically, I'm going to get desensitized to my pornography and I'm going to need more Adam. I know. That's what more. I was getting at. It wasn't the graphic description I was <laughs> expecting, but that's exactly what that, I was worried about. That is the graphic description that people come to this podcast for. That's probably fair. Yeah. No one saw it coming, but no one was surprised. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry to your children that were listening to hear I about my kinks. I would hope that that's not a thing. Oh, it's for sure a thing. People are list, like driving with their family in the back, listening to this podcast. God, I hope not. <laughs> as a family man, I hope not. We, as a podcast, have ruined the trajectory of so many lives. That's probably somewhat true. People are like, we're going to do this for the I, content. Dude, I have a lot of friends that have like joined into this dumb world because of me. Yes. 
Even pre-podcast. Do you think I'd be driving an NPO one this year if I wasn't on this podcast? No. Six, six years ago, do you think I would have no. would have put me in this position? No, not a chance. But like even pre podcast, I was already help facilitating your bad decisions. Yes, you you are the reason I got that uh, two forty ever on any track. Yeah, and you did this to me. I got Josh into racing, which is and Don, which is how uh, Booney. Well, Josh Fettis. Oh, which yeah, is yeah. how Dalton ended up where he is. Yup. You're a, you're a worse drug dealer than Adam Jabay. No, let's not get carried away. <laughs> Whoa, that's not even kind of true. That's true. He's no ruined one. way more lives than I have. Yeah, the the Grid Life family has spent way more money than our little group, has. right? Collectively, yeah, yeah. right. Because I don't have, a, with the exception of Ryan, I don't have any pointy end of any class friends. <laughs> And his car was only pointy in because that class hasn't had enough time to develop into a, the stupidity that the rest of the classes are. Oh, it's getting there. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> Trust me. Club TR next year is going to be silly. All of grid life is going to be but silly. Once again, Club TR is going to be one of those classes where the first couple of years, uh, last year's uh, lap record wouldn't put you on this year's podium. I'd almost guarantee it. For sure. Which is dumb. Well, it's like GLTC. It's disgusting how much the car's going to be faster. Yeah. Like, disgustingly faster. Yeah. It's insane. Andy Smedgar's time at Barber. Fuck! Fuck. (laughs) Holy cow! So fucking fast. That's wild fast. I don't remember what the time was. Like a 135 or something? I don't don't remember if it was Reigns. Andrew Reigns posted it on his personal or if it was posted on Apex stuff or what. But, like, they said that, like, the time that he ran his 200 horsepower S2000 is normally reserved for 500 horsepower street tire cars. Yes. Yeah. Because a- Alex Moss was talking about when he had the, um, what's the other Super car? K. Super K. He did a 131. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's only like, what was it, like one and a half seconds faster than Smedgard's time? Uh, Didn't he run like a... I think he did it. I want to say he did a 35, but that's still, that's... Oh, okay. that's with yeah. a pretty decent shouting distance of an insanely fast car. Yeah. Of one of the like wildest S2000s on the planet. Yes. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grid life, uh, grid life's next level in a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's, there's been a couple of times where people talk about on some, in the Sunday Cup chat that I got roped into that like a lot of those guys like to go to other track days. To remember that they're not as bad as they think they are because grid life people are so damn fast. It's runoffs every week. But then you, like, James Morgan shows up at at some random Gingerman track day in his Honda Fit and is chasing down GT3s. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm not that slow compared to the rest of the world. Yes. It's just I decided to pick the most competitive group ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, man. Good life's a weird world. So, how about we open this up? Shall we? As always, our opener is presented by Factor Fabrication. Factorfabrication.com. If you need any uh, custom furniture or railings or cages, we talked about cages in people's homes and basements and cars last week. Use code ten tenths if you want a uh, cage or a rail. Or this sweet table. Well, not this sweet table, but a better table than this one. 
or a podcast studio, or a sweet restaurant decor, bookcases. I would love to see what Booney would do with a podcast studio. That would be fucking sweet. Maybe when he's done with taking, when we're not so busy with the NPO one, he yeah, can okay. he could build us a podcast studio. So in five years, oh god, no, he'll be so much because of all of the fans from the podcast as well as the racing. He's going to have so many projects. He won't have time for a podcast studio. That's fair. But he needs to be reminded where all these people came from. So use the code 10 tents and let him know, hey, that railing you made for me, you can thank 10 tents or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, this week, as we often do, we're going to go over one of these silly little jalopnik listicles. It's kind of a listicle. It's a listicle. It's a, a crowdsourced listicle. Uh, but it's kind of interesting. There's some really terrifying things in here. So this one is uh, un- weirdest unserviceable car parts. Okay. Uh, so what they do a lot of times, um, if you're not a Jalopnik follower. I'm not. Right. Uh, is that they'll post out like a question of the day. And then the next day, the writer will take his favorite answers in the in the comments and make, you know, I this wanna- is... Yes, I want to trash them for doing that. We've done that on the show like a million times. Yeah, no, actually, I, I, I think it's it's you know a good way of keeping an engaged audience. I don't have any problem with the with no because they're not claiming it as news. No, it's it's, it's just an article, and they reference who they right. And there's some really interesting things in here. So uh, basically, what this was is like uh, parts that were buried in dumb places or were unserviceable, be- like because of a bigger problem or whatever it is. Okay. Um, so there's some really interesting things. Oh, in I, have here. A good, I have a good example. Serve it up. So it's like on the Ford Edge. Uh huh. When the carrier bearing of the drive shaft goes yeah. out, it's like a thirteen dollar part. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, they don't sell that separately. You have to buy the whole drive shaft, and it's oh, $1,300. Good. Oh, good. Ford's on here for another similar thing. I believe that. So my big one that I've ran into in the past, um, the on my Audi, on my TT, yep. so I had the 225 Quattro, which the 225 horsepower all-wheel drive car had a six-speed, whereas okay. the 180 horsepower front-wheel drive, and I think also the 180... All or uh, all-wheel drive car only had a five-speed. The five-speed transmission, the slave cylinder, is mounted to the bell housing of the transmission and can be removed by just pulling the battery out, taking two bolts out, and swapping it. That's nice. On the six-speed, it's built into the throwout bearing. You got to pull the trans. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And it's not an easy trans to pull, I assume. No, because it's transverse in there, and it's buried in shit, oh, and it's got the all-wheel drive system attached to it, uh-huh. so yeah, it was it was terrible to replace, what especially when it a... turned out to not be the problem. That was a whole different thing. That is the most frustrating thing ever. Well, you, you get online, you're like, well, it's either your slave or your master, but most people say the slave fails first. Okay, well, here we go. There's no way to troubleshoot short of replacing. Yep. When you have us, it's either one or the other, but you can't isolate one and test it. Oh, shit. You know what I Like, yeah, yeah. in a hydraulic system with a slave and a master, like, you just have to replace it. Yep. There's no, like, all you can do is troubleshoot it down to, like, yep, that's the problem. Now I got to replace one or the other. Yeah. Cars are dumb. So that sucked. <laughs> so, first up, Yaris Headlights. Toyota Yaris, one of my favorite quirky little 
I'm a Econo big... box shit cars. Speaking of daily drivers, Adam needs. Oh, it's so apparently they have one of the worst seating positions of all time. Why? I don't know. It's a, there's only so many places you could sit in that little thing. Well, apparently it's like it's one of those deals where made, I don't know. I don't know. I need to sit in one. I do too now. But I really desperately love them. Yeah, they're terrible. So in that's for, why when when I when I was actively playing Forza a lot, I would like do everything I could to use the what was essentially a yard. It was called an Igo because it was mm, yep. you know from Britain or whatever. But um, like in any of the competition, the online competitions, I would use the Igo in any of them I could make it work in. <laughs> that's amazing. It was my favorite dumb little car to like that's- just. That who this is this is the dumb little car you need in your life. I don't disagree with that at all. I, it's it's basically everything. a Toyota Fit, but better because it's not a Honda. Exactly right. Well, and it's not a Fit like everybody else has. That's why I don't want a Fit. No, you can't have a Fit. You've already we've gone down this path. Yeah. You can't have it. Yeah, same with the Miata. Nope, not a can't thing. buy a Miata. Nope. Well, no, I've burned those bridges. There's a few bridges I burned too. Yeah. This this is for you, man. But why why do we so have apparently to worry? in order to replace a bulb, you have to remove the entire front bumper. Chevy does this too. A lot of the new Chevys do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a thing. It's very much a thing now. Yeah. But that's super frustrating because it should be a simple, easy to work on car because it's a cheap, shitty econo box. Yeah, should be, that should be like two or three bolts. Take the whole thing out. Right. But no. Gross. Honestly, like in the scale of some of these, that's not that bad. No, it's it's just it's super annoying for something yeah. that shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I understand why it's on so, the list. Next up, Mustang S550, which is the newest generation, Robbie. No, it's not. Yes, because this has been burned into my brain. It's the, that the, the S550 cabin air filters. First of all, this cabin air filter thing is dumb. Cabin air filter. Yeah. So a lot of new vehicles have an air filter Uh that you're supposed to replace with some regularity. Although apparently, according to this anyway, most most manufacturers don't really have it as a service interval. No, they don't. But Ford has it as a 30,000-mile service interval. Okay. But you have to pull the dash. It's eight hours on the books to replace the cabin air filter in an S550. For everyone listening at home, raise your hand if you've ever changed a cabin air filter. Right. That's one of those things that, like, no, oh, my heater core failed, so I'm going to replace it. And while I'm there... That's that's the only time. Yeah. But eight hours on the books. Pull the entire dash nope. to replace a cabin air filter. There has to be a mouse currently living in that filter before I'll change it Absolutely. For at an eight-hour interval. Yeah. Not, a, not a thing, So man. dumb. So dumb. So, next up, clutch position sensors in the Audi A4B8, which is a newer, but not the any, not the newest, but newer-ish. So, people are starting to realize the service stuff on this car. So, the clutch position sensor, instead of it just being a sensor by itself, it's because the car wants to know when the clutch is pushed in. It should just be a little button. Right. That's how it was on my TT. That's how it is on the It was Z. a little button. It was a button you had to replace if you removed it from its mount, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> And also, if you go to an Audi dealership and you tell them you need it, and the parts guy's an asshole, he'll sell you an Audi one instead of the Volkswagen one, which was half as much money, and green instead of black. Oh, I learned that the hard way, because the second time I went in to buy one after I had to replace my master cylinder a second fucking time... I hate that car so much. <laughs> I also, I the learned what second co- parts guy was like, oh, yeah, 
How about I sell you the Volkswagen one that's just a different color and costs half as much? Yeah, how about you do that? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I tried to get a replacement key for the Focus today. No, that's not a thing either, is it? $89! Yeah, it's super dumb because it's chipped. Because they're like, yeah, we'll chip it for And I'm like, I just, I have the software. I have the oscilloscope. I have the whole thing on my computer. Yeah. I can change the codes. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. No, no, it's got to be 89 Okay, I'll get the $20 one off eBay. Thanks. I'll do it my fucking self. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the clutch position sensor, they built it into the master cylinder. No. And so when it fails, the whole thing has to come out. So instead of being like a $20 switch, it's $1,000 in parts and labor. Oh, what a mess. How dumb. That's an engineer fucking over a mechanic. But why Why <laughs> would you integrate those two things? And why... Did, uh, well, I mean, that's like the Audi had the uh, the clutch fluid and the ABS fluid in the same reservoir. Oh, a lot of cars do that. I don't now. like that at all. No, I don't like it either. But a lot of cars do that now, where the the brake and the clutch draw off the same reservoir. Yep. But the clutch draws off like in the middle, and the brake comes off the bottom. Yep. Yeah. Cause so the nine four four was that way too. Yeah. In my TT, the the reservoir was mounted to the brake master cylinder. And yep. just fed right off the bottom. And then there was like a little bung in the center of the reservoir and a hose that went down to the, to the clutch master. So in theory, if you had a big, horrible leak, you would lose right. clutch before you lose brakes. Right. So at least they thought that far through. Right. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably more of a paranoia thing than it is a real problem. I'm sure it's not really a problem. You just look at it and go, that doesn't pass the gut check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure if it's not something that fails. Often. No, no, but so next up, 12th gen Ford F-150 steering shafts. All right, Ford. So the steering wheel shaft can, you know, everyone knows what that does. It's basically a two foot long shaft with joints on both ends. Uh-huh. Apparently one of those joints, the lower joint seizes pretty regularly. Nobody sells an aftermarket one. You got to buy the whole damn shaft that's 500 bucks at a dealership. Whoa, that's like $20 worth of material. Yeah. This guy says he's found a few online in the $300 range. But you can't just like stroll into a parts store and buy one. So it's like, is this like the joint sitting on a header or something? Like where it gets overheated? I don't know. I would guess it, it's probably out in the elements near the steering rack and probably just I suppose, seasons yeah. from time. Yeah, I suppose it's probably just someone driving it in horrible conditions. That- yeah, it's probably a... <clears throat> A bad, you know, it's probably not like a sealed bearing or something like that. Something no, stupid. I mean, yeah, I'd say it's just a, a plain Jane U joint. Yeah. So. Yeah, between heat and corrosion, I suppose. But yeah. still, damn, that sucks. Yeah. Next up, one of Robbie's favorite cars. Oh, this will be good. The Cadillac XLR. It's, it's fine. I feel like you've talked about this specific problem in the past. The taillights? The taillights. So apparently... They're a sealed LED unit with a chipboard built into the inside of it. And that chipboard fails because that was pretty early on in our LED conversion. Yeah, real early. Right. And since that was not a car that got sold in great numbers, nobody makes one. Oh, shit. And so they're $2,000 each on eBay. Oh, for used ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so you got one with half its life gone already. Yeah. For all you know, you could put it in there and it'll burn out tomorrow. 
like my rain light. Yeah. Except that was a real problem. That was different. Yeah, my new one works though. But, I'll, even though it's on a car, I'll never see it, but it's fine. Yeah, when when the supply is this guy says when the supply runs out, we're gonna have a lot of mechanically totaled XLRs because the taillights just cannot be serviced and replaced. Wow. They're gonna have to make like a a, a do it yourself LED kit for that. Yeah, somebody I feel like some electrical some some enthusiast Don. who lives in his mom's basement and somehow owns a Cadillac XLR uh, has fixed this, can fix oh, yeah. these circuit boards. Oh, Don could fix that in an afternoon. Be Probably, fun. yeah. But like... It costs like $13. Right. He'd, but he'd, he'd make it, he'd have like yeah, the right up. He should charge a thousand because... He should, he'd but... He'd be half as much and you'd be happy about it. Yep. So... That's crazy. Yeah, it's a weird one. So... Uh, 2000 Mercury Sable, and then I assume also the Taurus, uh, heater core replacement. So, uh, apparently the hoses on the firewall are nearly impossible to access and you have to remove the whole dash and cut off a bracket. So the core can be pulled out at just the right angle. So how do you get the new one in? You have to remove all that stuff. Yeah. Pull the old one out, put the new one in, and then the bracket's probably fucked. I mean, I assume it's some sort of dash bracket. Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't say specifically. Yeah, because if you have to break the bracket to take it out, they can't imagine you just put the bracket back in. Or that that a new one would go right back where it was because it's broken. Yeah, I don't know. It just says cut off a bracket. It doesn't say what the bracket is holding. Wow. I want to say... I had an ex that had this happen to her. It wasn't a it wasn't a Mercury Sable. I think it was a Taurus. Taurus is the same thing. Same Mechanically thing. the same car. Yeah, I, th- I want to say she had a Taurus that did that. So I realize that heater cores kind of, you know, are in a place where they're going to be hard to work with. But why are so many of – like somebody should have thought of this and like figured out a better w- way to put them in cars so they can be serviced. Right. Because, like, I don't know of any car. I'm sure there's a car that exists. But, like, every car that I've ever had to deal with, a heater core is a huge undertaking, no matter what it is. Does, yeah. As far as, as far as I know, every car, you have to, like, basically take the entire dash out. Well, all of the I know HVAC there's shit. some vehicles that they can be done from the firewall on the outside. Oh, that'd be cool. That, man, why don't they have a trap door? Right. Why is it? <laughs> why does it? Like, why can't I just pull four bolts and pull the the... Airbox off the firewall. That's there are some vehicles where it can be done from under the hood. Oh, that'd be great. Smart. But they're still kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But still. He's it's better than pulling a dash, though. Better than pulling a dash. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a way to do it. <coughs> and apparently now minivans, and I would guess probably a lot of these big three-row SUVs that have multi-zone climate control have rear uh-huh. Heater cores, which I'm sure aren't any better. Oh, it's got to be way worse. Yeah. And that's what... That's got to be such a mess. That's what ultimately was the doom of my uh, caravan. Yeah. It was one of the hard lines rusted through and puked a bunch of coolant out and Katie overheated it. I, yep, I remember that now. Which wasn't entirely her fault. No. But... But still. Yeah, that's what it, it was. It was one of, the ho- one of the lines going to the rear heater core. How many... Gallons does it take to fill that system? I have Did no you ever idea. look? Yeah, it's too many. That'd be a lot. I mean, it was a pretty small. It was like a 
probably what I would guess is probably like a three quarter to to one inch hose to seven eighths in t- inner diameter hard line. <clears throat> hard line all the way back. It was hard line. It was a hard line bolted to the chassis, and then there was a soft line where it rolled in and a and a uh, from under the hood, and a, and then a hose going up. It was just out on the uh, out. It outside? was un- it ran along the like the frame rail? along the frame rail, like like a brake line then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I th- and it corroded through and rusted. That was why it, it, the hard line is what failed. Oh, that sucks. The hard line rusted through. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't really. And want I'm to, not like, totally sure. Although I don't think this is the case, but I could see it being the case in some situations. I'm not totally sure that it probably wasn't that I got jacked on with a, you know, swapping tires or something like that. Easy enough to do. I mean, that's how um, it's not very. At least on the one I had, it wasn't in like a smart place to prevent that from happening. If you weren't really paying attention, you could definitely smash it with a jack. Especially if it's a car that's already had like. You know the pinch welds are all destroyed already. Yeah, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, and that thing is that the the caravan I had was probably not safe. It was so rusty. <laughs> it was bad. I don't remember it being that bad, dude. It was bad. It was. I real remember bad. it being a little rusty. Oh, it was real bad. <laughs> no, so they did like some real sketchy. Oh um, no! Stuff to try and hide some of the rust on it. Oh shit! I want to know where people like these. The people I bought it from were not car people. Like they weren't. They weren't like body shop fly-by-nighters no like and what they used was not like it wasn't bondo i want to know where these people are finding these like youtube diy cover, uh, cover up your rust yeah oh, wait. like is are they making it out of like fucking newspapers and elmer glue <laughs> whatever they can find at walmart i don't know what they're doing man crazy so, uh, next up, one I've heard before, the Lotus Elise clamshell. What's clamshell? What's so, clamshell? the front clamshell, which is the, the, what, hinges up. The bonnet. Yeah, if you will. I mean, the, you know, the frunk, the frunk. cover. Uh, yeah, it's there one. Even, there's not even a frunk. Basically, all the body work in front of the A-pillar is one big piece that's on a hinge. Oh, yeah. And so even just a little crack, it can be enough to total the whole thing. That's a stupid Like design. insurance total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you and I would fix it, right? Like if this was my track car. Oh, I wouldn't even fix it. I'd just drill some holes and like zip tie it. Yeah, or like worst case scenario, like if it's the end of the race season, I might like take the time to you know, fix it over the winter with some fiberglass and some some aforementioned to, newspapers and Elmer glue, Elmer's I, glue, but I I used to be that guy. I I just don't. I just cover it with a vinyl. Fuck it. Well, yeah, care. but I might I might depending on how bad the crack is, I might fix it and then wrap it. Don't look at the Z. That's <laughs> fine. Remember Dalton fucked it up you. and it had that big crack. I'm not gonna judge you. Yeah, I I just went through and like glued like a piece of plastic behind it so it's like all in one plane yeah. and I yeah, just put yeah, vinyl yeah. over top of it. I was yeah, like, ah, good it. enough. I don't fucking care. Yeah. That's the part that's going to hit things anyways. So, yeah, I guess it's very difficult to remove, very expensive to paint, and incredibly labor-intensive to put back on. I believe that. So, Road and Track ran a story in 2018 about a guy who bought one with a salvage title due to a cracked bumper I've... with a quote to repair it of 19 grand. Ooh. I think I've seen one on Copart with that as well. Not that I'm shopping for lotuses on Copart regularly. Uh, you should be, though. 
Don't that'd be a good way. Shh, don't tell. That'd be a good way to like Sense. fill the hole that your heart now has. There is once no. You've left there is no way a Lotus Elise is going to satisfy my kink like an LMP or NPL one car would. Well, not a stock one. I've been desensitized, Adam. Well, yeah, that's why you fucking put a sequential and a turbo on that bad boy. It needs to be rougher than that. <laughs> put some really <laughs> stiff shocks in it. I don't know. <laughs> fucking Raceland. <laughs> so, ooh, Robbie, the oh, next one. No, it's... one you are intimately aware of. One I've heard you complain about. Fuck. <laughs> the 944 oil pan gasket. What a fucking nightmare that was. <laughs> so, also, mine was the uh, rear main seal is also a known fault. So the the description, 50 to $70 for the gasket, 8 to 14 hours of labor, 8 to 10 for a normally aspirated, 12 to 14 for the turbo. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks so bad. So is it what is it huge or what what was so bad about it? Oh god. I suppose the oil you might have a slightly different experience cuz they're talking about like the, pull I assume you have to pull the engine. We pull the engine every time cuz I don't think you can just drop the pan cuz the engine sits really at, weird. A, at a weird cockeyed yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I think you can, I don't think you can just co- pull that out. Well, like the, I know the rear main if if you don't have it in too far enough, it leaks. If you have it in too far, it leaks. Because, like, you know, most rear mains, you just put up there, and then you, like, tap it in there evenly, and then it bottoms, or wherever the hell it's supposed to do. The 944, you don't bottom it, but you don't push, like, it's not flush to anything either. So it has to be slightly recessed, but not bottomed. If you get it wrong, it fucking leaks. And there's nothing you can do besides trial and error. It was a known thing. It was like, we have rear main seal leak. Oh, yeah, you have a 944. Okay. <laughs> Total. Yep. Just roll the fucking dice. Maybe you'll get it. Maybe one of these days you'll get it right. Yep. Or just That's, put an LS in it. We, yeah, we had other issues beyond that that guaranteed it fail, but that that we had almost no chance of it working anyway. So yeah. we pulled the engine for the uh, the original oil pan swap swap anyway. So I, I don't know having just the oil pan leak. But I imagine you probably have to do the, all the same things we did, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, does it bring back bad memories? Yes. So does that. So does that one piece front clamshell? Oh yeah, because that was only on that car. That that's was not the, my problem. That was that's somebody else's problem. Yeah, that's I someone mean, listening to the podcast right now is cursing me because I think it's going to be a problem, but not my problem. At least it's not. Uh, He's gorgeous. That way from the factory. No, that'd be terrible. I mean, it looks great. Oh, it looks so race car. That car looked really good. It's, it still looks really well, good. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair. That car looks really good. It looks great. Not Would not love to have that as a one-piece front end no. on a track. You just as well start finding body parts, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, man. And Eric. Sorry, Eric. So, next up, one I'm intimately aware of. <laughs> The Chevy Blazer fuel tank vent valve. So apparently there's a valve for letting like air pressure change yep. in and out uh, that plugs. Yep. And then the pressure will build up inside the fuel tank uh-huh. and ruin fuel pumps. I wish the NPO one only had that problem. 
the NPO one has that exact same thing. Yeah. That if that little ball gets uh, seized uh-huh. and it will not let the pressure out, uh-huh. mid-race, your fuel tank will expand. Oh, good. Your will, bladder. Your bladder will continue to expand uh-huh. until the aluminum uh, shielding that cov- that's preventing the engine and the rest of the world from seeing your bladder will then touch the pulleys of your engine. Oh, good. Until there's a fucking hole. Oh, good. Oh, and you're f- awesome. In your firewall. You want holes no, no. in your firewall? Hole in your bladder. Oh, okay. Spilling fuel all over everything. Your hot engine. That's good. So that's, that's good. Uh, if everyone's wondering, like, why are we working so hard on a car that we just took delivery of? Preventing that shit from happening. Yeah. It yeah. was built for sprint racing, not endurance racing. Yep. So we, we have paid close attention to others' issues and have done what we could to prevent them from ours. But yes. Fuel event take uh, valves. Yeah, so this guy good. was this guy goes into quite a write up about how uh, he had a two thousand four wheel drive four door, which is what I have as well. Um, and he started with a bird fuel pump, replaced it a month later. It burns up. Finds out that uh, it's somewhat normal for these, but then he started noticing that the fuel level was not reading accurately, which mine does not do either. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, and that the gas tank would suck air in sometimes when we remove the gas cap, which I've never noticed because I don't have a gas cap. <laughs> what? Which might be saving me from burning <laughs> up fuel pumps, Robbie. <laughs> it's just planning ahead, really. Yeah, it's just good planning. I don't have a fuel fuel tank cap. <laughs> you just got a lid. You just got the the door. Yeah, lid. the door should shut. It's fine. Is your check engine light always on? Actually, no. Is it, is it old enough where it doesn't do that? Probably. I was going to say mine would. Well, I guess mine wouldn't because it has the, the safety thing. But like uh, yeah, my, the avalanche you, my, my work truck, yeah, you just, you you just it doesn't have a lid. You just shove it in there. Yeah, you don't it's have, great. You don't have to take anything off. You just shove it in. Just make sure you know where the funnel is for if you run it out of gas because you can't just put a gas can in there. you got to have their fancy little funnel you gotta thing. Keep, you got to keep the little funnel yeah, thing in there. Don't your, lose that. Yep, you were going to wish you had that. Yep, found that out the hard way. Anyway, uh, so then apparently replacement gas tank vents, not a thing. Turns out, though, that only the steel 19-gallon tanks used on the 98 and earlier Blazers or on two-door or two-wheel drive Blazers had replaceable vents. 99 and up four doors use a plastic tank and the vent is integrated. And nobody makes the tanks. Fuck. That sucks a lot. So you have to find a used one. Which means it's already used. Or, or Robbie, you just don't use a gas lid, gas cap. It's fine. Yeah, or you could drill a hole, put a bung, have a hose. I mean, yeah, there's other options. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So, Plus, if you're upside down and it's leaking out of that hose, you have bigger problems. That's fair. It's definitely not going to rub a hole in, uh, or I'm not going to have any engine pulley to gas tank contact in my vehicle, at least. Yeah, so, so you got that going for you. It's fine. So... Uh, second gen turbo MR2 coolant hose replacement. Um, I think second gen Toyota MR2 anything replacement should be on this list. I've heard not. I've heard nothing great about having to do service things yeah. to MR2s. Yeah, not, so, not to say that I don't want one. I'm just apparently saying there is a five dollar coolant hose on the turbo, the turbo model specifically okay. that requires a complete engine out and removal of the turbo plus all the manifolds no. to replace it once it starts leaking. There has to be a way to 
get to it without pulling the engine. Yeah. Engine an engine out service for a five dollar coolant hose? That's that's some like Audi shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's some mid engine shit. Yeah. Josh Jones, one of one of your teammates, yeah. has one of the wildest MR2 it's turbos so, I've ever so good. seen. It's it's my favorite, and I don't. He does not use it enough. He's doing MPL one things. Yeah, plus, but, he, plus he has a Corvette. I know he makes <laughs> he makes less sense than I do about his car choices. <laughs> so that's the last one, though. Oh, I thought there was one more. Nope, I don't know why it says twelve slides. Jobnik, you lied to me. <laughs> so, but yeah. A lot of those would really fucking suck. Yeah, that'd be awful. I also find it funny that there were vehicles that were both intimately fully well acquainted fully with. Fully aware. In there. So Yeah, we got a nine four four. Ooh. My condolences. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Before, oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, he, that's he, funny. he knew what we were doing. He was like, Ugh. I remember when those were like cheap enough that they were really popular in lemons. Yeah. Because like when lemons first started, they were one of the most popular chassis in lemons. And apparently, like, when they're low on, f- f- like, the swing in weight from a full tank to an empty tank is drastic enough in those that they will dramatic, it will dramatically change the handling characteristics of the vehicle. And when it gets low, like, under half, it becomes very tail happy, apparently. Yeah. For, I, I believe that. Because, like, on the, I can't remember the exact number or what year. Let's just say, I'm going to use fake numbers because I'm probably wrong. That's fine. Um, and there's no one here to correct me. Nobody comes so, here for factual podcasts. The 944 came out in 1985. Yeah, that sounds good. So, <laughs> but in 1989, the fuel tank was expanded to 23 gallons. Yeah, okay. Compared to the 20 gallons it had before. Right. That seems None huge. of these numbers are there's, correct. There's no way it's that big. It's fucking huge. A 20-gallon fuel tank on 20, a tiny little car like that? Hu- Absolutely. I, I want to know. Insanity. Um, That's crazy. No, it's, I think it's 91. 91. There's no way, Robbie. 91, that's that's insane. Four fuel capacity. That's crazy talk. 21 oh gallons. Oh, my God. So, okay, I, I, was fairly close with, I was fairly close with my numbers. So... If you're running a 944 in endurance racing, you get the 1991 fuel tank. Right. Because it's 21 gallons. It's huge. Which would totally explain why the uh, handling characteristics change. Because 21 gallons is a lot of fucking fuel. It is a lot of fuel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about that somewhere. Yep. At one point, me and Josh Jones and Don Boss were pretty committed to like putting together a lemons or champ car team despite the fact that like between the three of us we had like six autocrosses under our belts that's where people start but like that just made sense to us yeah makes sense to me and so i researched a lot of the popular platforms fairly extensively and that's one thing that for some reason sticks out in my mind still no and i I fully believe that it does change how it drives yeah so Whatever. Yeah. These nine for four facts are brought to you by Petrobox. MyPetrobox.com. Um, if you want to have a present delivered to your doorstep once a month full of, well, targeted cool shit, really. Just like car care products, dog leashes, um, shirts, just car guy stuff. 
or car girl stuff, it just shows up every month. And it's the best. It is. And if you use the code TTP15, you get 15% off that first box. Or anything available in the store. Valentine's Day is coming up, and your girl would love to have some uh, Petrobox gear, shirts, leashes. I don't know what your Valentine's Day... Whoa, Robbie. Whoa, what are you getting? Are you kink-shaving me? No, I'm just saying, whoa, Robbie. This is a family show, remember? No, it's not. You're right. It's clearly not. (laughs) Valentine's Day is coming up, and they have leashes and collars. sassy tonight. That's why people come to the show for my sass. I mean, I feel like you're going to disgust at least one person. No. Somebody will kink shame There is you, no way that somebody made it this far in the show. We haven't really got into, like, kink stuff. Dog leashes and collars. Yeah, but we've never used them in that. All you've talked about is caging people, which is a little strange. I feel like cages and dog leashes go hand in hand. I mean... And if you want really great dog leashes... That's definitely pretty far down the desensitized path that you were describing earlier. See? See? I'm desensitized. So, if you're desensitized... <laughs> <laughs> uh, or if you have advertising. it, or if you have a dog, I guess. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Robbie. What a novel concept. <laughs> but not a cat. They get really upset when you talk about putting them on cats. Don't put them on cats. Apparently, there is a specific cat collar. Yep. Which these are not. These are these are dog and people collars. No, it says right there, dog collars. It says dog. I don't, it says dog collar and dog leash. I, I bet there's specific people collars too, Robbie. You get those on different sites. Are you making fun of my sites? No. Okay. Mypetrobox.com. So yeah, Valentine's Day is coming up. If you want uh, Petrobox gear for your loved one, use code TGP15. Or pick- tell your loved one to go there and buy you stuff. Maybe is probably the better move. That's probably the smarter move. You so. should you yeah. You should buy her or something most men are listening and that's just right. Statistically speaking, we know right. we get the numbers. We are fully aware. Yeah, this is like Family Guy. We do the male side of the joke. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So you send her to this site, and you go to the other site for the other things, except for the leashes. Of course, they're here. MyPetroBox.com. <laughs> I hope John appreciates that. That read. <laughs> we should. We should have Adam and Eve see if they're sponsoring podcasts. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reach Robbie. out. I'll, I'll start advertising for it on this site. I don't oh, care. Oh, God. Should we talk about other stuff? No, I want to talk about that. No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> oh, man. That's... Yikes. I want to talk about being desensitized. Let's do that. No, <laughs> no Robbie. <laughs> uh, my parents listen to this, Robbie. Mine, too. Yeah, but... They're 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 aware of me. You must have a different relationship with your parents. I have a great relationship with my parents. I'm sure you do. I'm very open. I'm I'm no. I am as open as I am on the podcast. That is this is how I speak to my mother as well. I'll bet not. You want to bet? I'll bet it's worse. That's fair. I'm probably even more open with That's my mother. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I have a great relationship with my mom, and I don't really sugarcoat anything. So, Speaking of my parents, I finally got to go down to my parents' house this weekend and see The Tempest. Yes. It's, so, it's missing some paint on the hood. Yes. So the previous owner uh, managed to find a fiberglass hood and trunk, which oh. did not exist at the time that my dad was racing this car because they were... I mean, they're still not popular drag car platforms, but right, they were right. much less so at the time, apparently. Really? Um, well, so, like, 
uh, as a factory car, since they use like the torque tube and the transaxle, they don't have a trans tunnel. Okay. It's like it's not as simple as just putting a big engine in it and taking it drag racing. That's and a so, lot of, like yeah, a lot of fab work. And so they're not popular drag racing platform at okay. all. Okay, like they just don't work very well unless you put them on a tube chassis. Yeah, I say unless you do this, which <laughs> is what, what he did. Uh, and actually, the the first one that he had when I was really small was converted from a street car and was all cut up and put a, and I had a cage welded inside of it and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, and apparently the doors that are on this car were the doors that were on that car as well. And like they've been on a race car since like the 70s. Huh. Neat. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, the previous owner found fiberglass hood and deck lid. Um the he put the hood on, took the scoop off of the original hood and put it on this one, but hasn't gotten it painted yet. So it's just got the bodywork done to it, and it's got some primer on it, but it needs reprimed and repainted. Um, and then the, he didn't do anything with the trunk. And the trunk is like a one-person removal deal. Like, it's been – the the frame inside of it has been removed, cut off. It's, it's just it's the skin. To, it's to weigh nothing, right? It's just the skin. And like – I'll bet you there's less than a half a pound difference between the glass and the steel trunk lids. Yep. So my dad has no intention of using it. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't either then. So, Forget that. Um, but the, the hood was definitely heavier, and this is definitely lighter. Um, and so right now what my dad's plan is uh, is to just paint it yellow so that it matches the rest of the car but won't have any of the tear graphics in it. Which the hood originally did, but none of those tear graphics spilled onto any of the fenders. Yep. So you won't know that it's not the way it was. Okay. And then the trunk lid doesn't have any on it anyway. So if he really wanted to, he could just have the trunk lid painted blue. Yeah. And, and it'd be fine. Be done with it. Right. So, but yeah, I got to see the car. I got. I did not get to hear it run. It is not current. My dad has tore it apart enough already that it is not in running shape anymore. Does your, is, is the guy that painted this originally still painting cars? Because that'd be kind of cool to like bring it back around. So it was painted in Sac City, Iowa, yep. which is where we lived at the time at a like just a regular body shop. Yep. But the guy that owned it was friends with my dad, and he was into racing. And um, I don't know if he painted it or if his son painted it. I'm sure he's retired by now. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't know if it's... But like... And I suggested that to my dad as well, but he said, no, I'm just going to take it to the body guy I have now. That's fair. It'd be good for the story, but I, I, like, I get it. He's, he's, so there's a couple other things about this car that he's like, clearly not me. Okay. So yeah. like, cause you want to, you'd, you'd want to restore it to its like former glory and like, well, so <clears throat> dad's still like, or he's still like, you know, oh, it's just, it's just a race car. It's a car. Like, it's just like any other cause car. Cause I'm so. You can't really see it here in this picture because I didn't take close-ups of it. But there's some bubbling on the lower front of the passenger side door that's clearly rusting. Oh, no. Underneath. Uh, and I was like, Dad, you got to get that fixed. And he's like, no. No, I don't. <laughs> and then on the passenger side, on the top of the fender, um, I guess the guy, the guy has an... Her, he had an enclosed trailer. You can kind of see it in this picture. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, it almost looked like there was some damage. Yeah, on so the he has an enclosed trailer that my dad actually bought in the deal. 
Nice. Um, but it didn't have a winch in it. He was driving this car on and off of the trailer every time, which is just dumb to me. Just buy a winch. I drive on and off sometimes. Good for you, Robbie. The only time I don't is when it's broken. Well, I still think that it's kind of dumb to to drive cars into enclosed trailers. It's fine. You couldn't open the door and get in and out. You know what he needs? Even with Lambos, dude, the car is <laughs> fucking three inches off the ground. That thing is hot boy Yeah, height. I will admit it's very pain in the ass to get in and out. Just, just winch the damn thing in and out and be done with it. <sighs> But when, one of the times that he was driving it into, I believe, he got it, he rubbed against the steel cable uh-huh. for the door and peeled a bunch of the paint off of the corner of the top of the fender. And there's like a, a body line that runs down the center of the door and, and onto the front fender right behind the f- front wheel. And there's some scrape there, too. Oh, shoot. And I was like, you got to get that fixed. He's like, I don't think I do. And I'm like, bro. When you get, at least when you get the hood painted, get some touch-up paint made. That's what he said too, and I was like, "No, that's not good enough. At you the, need to like have your guy just fix it right, Dad. Like, just fix it." <laughs> He's like, "Nah, just touch it up." Like, no, because it'll look like crap. It'll, it'll look better than what it does, especially if they paint match it. Because yeah. he'll he'll paint match the hood, then he yeah. can get, have him make a jar of touch-up. Yeah. And not, then the, he's not wrong. The other thing that like I actually don't think I would fix uh, that you can tell is wear and tear on this car is that originally all of the tears in the paint scheme, uh, which if you're not watching this on YouTube and you've never seen the pictures, I've got a bunch of pictures on my Instagram you can look at. Yep. Um, but the the tears on this one were outlined in orange and black. Uh, like pinstriping. Yes, like hand hand done. Like right? hand pinstriped. And there's a lot of places where that orange has faded drastically. It really has. To the point where in some of them, it's almost not even there anymore. It's kind of pink. And I actually kind of dig it. It... Yeah. I fight with myself, like this is my car and I have any control over it, <laughs> but I fight with myself on like... <clears throat> Do I want to leave it a little bit old? Because, like, the car's been like this for 20 years. Or do I want to, you know, fix it to pristine? And I kind of like that enough that I don't think I would fix it. If it, if I were in control of the world, if I, if I, I wouldn't yeah, say, fix that. If that was my car and I wasn't, like, going through the entire repainting of the right. whole thing, right. wouldn't bother. I'd leave right. it. I, it's I agree those with, fades. I agree with him not doing any of the tear graphics on the hood and just painting it one color. Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine with that. He's not going to paint the hood scoop, which has tear graphics on it. Correct. That's going to stay that way. Just blend it. Just just blend it and then paint the hood yellow. That I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, Dude, seeing it was... A moment? Did you have a moment? No, I managed to keep myself together. But... Man, it, I'm it's so exciting. It's so the first thing I, I did can't was believe, like I, yeah, so I can't believe that it's the first thing I did was get in it and my son was with me. Yeah. So like he sat on my lap and he sits in it and you know and he's and like it was just so cool to see him be excited about it just like I was when I was his age. That poor kid never had a chance. He's been like even before we went and saw this, like the last say month or so he's been 
this is going to cost me a ton of money. He's been talking a lot about racing lately. Nice. Yeah. You poor and bastard. like when he plays on his iPad, when he's playing games, uh, a lot of the times he wants to play racing games. And he's asking me a lot about cars and like, <sighs> it's going to cost me so much money. Have you looked into shifter cards lately? <laughs> the thing is, like, there's not a fucking place to do them around here. Uh, there's a surprisingly large number of people that do it, though. Circle track dirt cart no, racing. There's, I think you'd be surprised. I don't think I would be. What's isn't that one semi-local that the, that one guy was trying to tell us to go to? That Route 34 place. That the one. It's like of? four and a half hours away. It's fine. We travel way further for track I know, stuff. but like, it's fine. You can't just have it in your backyard all the time, Adam. I wish Marshalltown was still a thing. That would be. A financial disaster for us. <laughs> Dude, like, seriously, like, real talk. Yeah, yeah. If Marshalltown was still a go-kart track and was still... An autocross track? No, still operating as wheel-to-wheel go-kart racing... You'd for sure have a go You and I would both be in shifter carts right now. Oh, yeah. I would have started there. Right. I would have done autocross and started there. And we that probably would have never done any of this other stuff. I still think I would have wanted to. And I don't like a fucking... 1992 Dodge panel van that I'm piling go-karts into the back of. That's And driving 30 minutes one way to the racetrack. And you just go home at night. Yeah. <laughs> I get up at a reasonable time of day, drive to the track, race all damn day, and sleep in my own bed. Robin. Shower and go to bed. I'm home by 9.30, which is a little late for me, <laughs> bedtime-wise. But definitely a number I can handle on a Saturday evening. It has been me for that way for me lately. Wouldn't that be that's the, the best? That'd be great. You buy a set of tires like twice a season, and a they whole cost, set like, costs you like, like $120, <laughs> Robbie. A whole set. Yep. You buy like two a season. Yep. You put like three gallons of gas in it a weekend. Yeah, we were talking about well, how we're gonna like hold the barrels of fuel for the Fernola. He's like, "Hey, is it okay if we like build things in the trailer?" I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." How many do we need? like three? Ba- three barrels. <laughs> uh, my experience with the Neon was that we used way more fuel than we thought we would. Yep, three barrels. That's what we're bringing. Nola's a lot of like foot to the floor. It's a it's a for a long period a wide, of time. It's a wide open track. Yeah, it's bumpy as as all hell, but it. I know the track pretty well. I've done, yeah. I, I I did a shitload of sim time in it before one lap, mm-hmm. like the original year, and then we, oh. had, a, then we had a whole oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> so that. then I did it again the following spring. And then I actually drove it, and then we've done some more sim stuff since. And it's like I actually, I mean, it's not the most exciting track in the world, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Man, that poor kid never had a chance, though. I know, right? It's so bad. I'm, I'm super excited about it. Don't get me wrong. Don't but worry. Like, Everyone's going to show you locally where their shifter carts for sale, as well as places to go. So that's nice. There's not places, though, because Josh are. Jones wanted to do this stuff, and like all he could find was dirt circle track racing. Well, what are the Kellys doing? I don't have any idea. Aren't they, that's what they're doing. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. I, that's what that's they, a that's rumor. A, that's what they posted on the gram. Oh, I don't follow them in any oh. capacity. I guess I don't... I, the rumor would be that they're not doing GLTC and they're only shifter carting. But I yes. know, I know, I know they're doing at least one of them, and it appears to be they're shifter carting as well. 
I would assume they're probably doing both, but they're for sure shifter carting too. I don't know, man. So wherever they're going, you can follow. There's got to be other people. They did it at St. Louis when we were there. There's like a shitload of people. That's there. not close by, Robbie. It's I not don't... that far. It's like it's like a. Head. I know, but I don't want to do that for my kid. You know, Lewis Hamilton's dad got a second mortgage on his house. Good for, for his... Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares what don't, Lewis Hamilton's dad don't, did. Don't you want your son to be great? No. <laughs> I want him to be mediocre in most everything that he's involved in. Are you kidding me? He could he could be the next Lewis Hamilton. He could be, but he won't. He might be. He's already behind the curve, Robbie. Like like the rest of us. <laughs> I was talking to Dusty today about our biggest faults are that we weren't born into wealthy families. Yeah. Yeah, I had this uh, conversation with my parents yesterday. <laughs> That's absolutely a thing I talked yeah, to them yeah. about. Yeah, the reason I'm not in Formula One right now is because my parents aren't billionaires. Well, the reason I don't live in a big fancy house is because my parents won't put half down for me. Yeah. Because I'm convinced that's what most people do. Yeah. Would... You're in a slightly different situation, <laughs> and I understand. But I know that there's there's got to be, that's got to be the situation for other people. Millennials, fuck yeah, dude. Like, I know There's, people no. who are like, he he makes roughly what I make. She doesn't work. They have three kids. They drive brand new vehicles, and they live in a $300,000 house. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit, Robbie. There was help. Lots of it. It happens. So, anyway, uh, this this popped into my head when we started talking about NOLA, and I found it here. Yeah. You need to run a 149.7 or faster. The the D... Yeah. Well, that's right. You're getting detuned a whole bunch. Last much, year's yeah. pole position was a 147. What was that? An NPO one. Okay. Un, uh, unrestricted. Okay. So a restricted one would oh, be... you probably won't run that. Yeah, but 149 is probably not. Because if you can do that, you'll be faster than Dalton. I mean, that's that's kind of the times that we're expecting to be around, because if yeah. 147 was pulled last year at the NPO one then we're only going to be pulling out not that much horsepower. Okay. Because we're trying, yeah. 149. Got it. 149 sevens. My practice times on Assetto Corsa with the, uh, the Praga R1, which is a slightly faster carbon fiber NPO one basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I kept like I was like one forty fours, one forty threes, one forty fours, and I, like then I did like a sim race like against AI, and like Booney and I were kind of like battling back and forth, like sending each other pictures of, like oh high score did I break it, and like we're hovering around like the one forty fives there, one forty fours, one forty fives. Then I did a race and did a one forty two mid race, and I sent it like apparently I can't be doing driving by myself anymore. <laughs> You've proven this is a thing for you. Yeah. Qualifying, not my thing. Time attack, not my thing. Put me in a race, I'll cut three seconds off my time. That's weird. It's very weird. I need that motivation. It's I need. I need the rabbit. I need. Yeah. I can get you right there. Yeah. I can. I can get that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the tempest. We got it up on the lift this weekend. So it was the first time that uh, we were able. To, he was able to see underneath it. Clean. Um, yeah, it looks like it's all there and in good shape. Um, I think it it might need like gaskets all the way around the world on it. Yeah. Like there was there was some seepage on even like the rear diff that wouldn't i mean cuz that i mean that's like the paper gasket stuff well and the rear diff that's in there is the one he sold it with oh yeah so apparently i didn't realize this i was a little bit wrong on this it wasn't it was sold as a roller but the only he didn't sell it it had a block it had a short block in it okay it didn't have heads or an intake 
but it had the block and the rotating assembly. Okay. And the block that's in it is the block that he, he sold, sold it, it with. No shit. It's not the rota- same rotating assembly, and it's obviously different heads because he didn't sell it with heads. Right. Um, and the trans that's in it is not the same trans, but the rear end and the block are the same ones he sold it with. No shit. Which is super cool. That is, yeah. That's cool that basically everything he sold came back. Yeah. So I got to looking at it a little bit. It's cool because, so that is a full tube chassis. So, like with a lot of these drag cars, you can go and buy a chassis from a chassis builder, right? And it's not specific to any car. It's like a wheelbase. Yeah, yeah. You just buy a, a wheelbase length, and then they build you this chat, or they give you the parts, and he had somebody else weld it all together for him, and then he, uh, and then the, I think the fab guy hung the body. But, like, it's literally, like, tabs and tacks and stuff like that. Just, I mean, it's not. Right. Like, the body could be cut off. It'd have to be cut off, but it could be removed. Neat. You know, and you can put anything anything else on it. Like, it's, you know. So, um, the front end, the front clip can be removed in one piece. The fenders and the and the grill section can all be removed in one piece. They're bolted together, Robbie. Nice. Smart. Smart. Yeah. Thinking ahead. Yeah. But uh, it's just like two bolts on the bottom and some Zeus fasteners on and then you can see right there in the picture you've got on right in front of the radiator there's a bar that goes across and ties both fenders together you just pull two pins and the whole thing lifts off nice that's how it should be like it's off in, in quick easy done. five minutes yeah tops oh five seconds so the engine is mid it's mid front engine yeah I see that the entire engine is behind the center of the of uh, actually this is funny it's behind the center of one of the wheels. So apparently the wheels are a little bit staggered. What? Why? The front wheels are a little bit staggered front to back. On purpose? For rollout of the lights when you're staged. Oh. So you can leave that much sooner <laughs> without losing, without red lighting. So you can be out the gate that much sooner and not screw yourself. But you can be moving that much sooner. No shit. Like that's the level of dumb that race that drag racing can be. That's wild. Huh. Yeah. So it's like so this <laughs> so it's kind of like working on a F body Trans Am where the trans where the half the engine is so under the firewall. There's a cowl, the factory cowl that um used to be one piece that was just part of the unibody structure. Yep. And my dad obviously cut that off and mounted it on the car. And that can be removed, and then you can get to everything. The distributor is nice. a little bit hard to get to. That's like right next to the firewall? Yeah. But okay. if you really had to, the trans tunnel is just Zeus fastened. The The aluminum that covers the trans tunnel is just Zeus fastened in there, and you can remove most of that and get to the back of the engine from there. That's... How everything should be, dude. It's so good. That's how it always should. Because be. I mean that that is a full fledged race car. I mean that's all that it can yes. be. Everything should be trap doors and easy to get. Yeah, to. everything. Yeah, that's the, so. more, the more I work on the Z, the more trap doors it's going to get. Just that's how it's going to go. Because now you've now you've yeah. experienced what it's like to work on a real race car. Yeah, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to take this. 10 things off to get to that one thing? No, right. trap doors. Yeah, we cut a hole in it. Yeah. I'm done with this <laughs> yeah. shit. I fucking do that twice. No. 
I'm with you on that one. So uh, my dad decided he didn't want to deal with the hassle of alcohol because he's never ran alcohol before, and it uses an insane amount. And he's he's not – I mean, he's doing bracket racing. Yeah, he's doing bracket racing. So it doesn't racing. benefit and him we're, to gain we're, that. We're guessing that it's probably going to be a half second or less lost. It seems like a lot of – It's well, still way faster than it was when he sold it. Well, with alcohol, don't you think you told me this, that so you have to like – Change the oil. Like, yeah, that's all the like a, time. that's like yeah. change the oil every weekend. I mean, I, yeah, see, I do that anyways, but that's different. Well, yeah, but you put way more runtime on your <laughs> engine than my dad does right. in a drag race. If he does well, yeah, it's like he'll do eight to ten nine yeah. second passes, right? You know, so yeah, I, it's, I'd be, I'd be, it's huge. I'd be different. curious what the maintenance differences are. Obviously, the higher, like, you know, because, like, formula, or not formula, um, top fuel, top fuel cars, yeah, they you know, turn they, the engines down every, between runs. Yeah. So it's like a $12,000 pass yeah. or whatever. But so like, I think, I, if I, like I remember it. right, when I was younger, uh, in the off season, he'd pull the front end off and just, like, kind of tear the motor down. I don't even know that he pulled it out of the car. Just okay. And just kind of check everything. Yeah. Pull the heads off. Check clearances and, and tolerances, and if it needed rebuilt, and rebuild it, but probably not. Uh, at the time, he was running factory heads that were like poured and polished and built, but they of were course. they were original heads. Um, now it's got like the biggest, baddest, highest flowing aluminum heads that you can buy for a Pontiac. Okay, uh, which they're a deal. They're quite the deal. It's got a Canton Racing oil pan on it that he didn't sell it with. Those are nice. Yeah, those are nice That's pans. New. Um, with a nice sump, and I assume it's probably got trap doors and stuff in it, which not it was not a thing before. No. So, uh, but yeah, he's gonna he he got a regular fuel carburetor, okay. and he's gonna just switch that stuff out. There's so much other yeah. stuff going on with the car, and just getting back into the flow of things, and the fact that it is still a faster car than he's ever had before. Yep. Um, that like learning that is not something he needs to deal with right now. No, I, unless you're chasing after a very specific goal that required it, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mess. So it up. there are some classes that are they're still bracket racing, but they have a min time okay. that you're trying to run every single pass. Yep. Like say a eight ninety. Okay. Right, because that's usually where it's at. It's like an eight ninety or seven ninety or something like that. They have an index class. Gotcha. And like the goal is to run that time without going too fast. Okay. And then that kind of stuff kind of matters. But right. like in the bracket racing that he's doing, technically he could run 18 second passes and be competitive against cars running nines. Yeah. Obviously you don't want to be that guy. No, definitely not. But like that's the way bracket racing works, which is kind of brilliant. And I wish that there was a way that we could bracket race road racing, but you just can't do it. So, um, but yeah, there's a bunch of little, like, it's got a bunch of electronics on it that I think my dad's that's, probably going to get rid of. Instead of doing the, the track battle, like shootout thing they do uh-huh. where they chase each other and, and whatever, just, yeah. that should be a bracket race. Yeah. I think they should have a dial in. They, and yeah. And then it's just the closest. Whoever is the closest without going over. I fucking love it. That's but what it, I thought it was. Have, we can't have any data. Like you can't have a, you can't have a lap timer. No. It has to be. I'm good with that. I like, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, like not even an apex. No, nothing. You get nothing. Right. You are not allowed to have any form of feedback, right. data, whatever. Right. You if have. you have a if you have like an aim dash, nope. There's a GoPro on the dash and we're watching you. That needs to be shut off. Yep. 
Or that part of it needs to be. Yeah, different. for sure. Yes. That'd be cool. I like that. It would be cool to do something like yeah. that. Either they aim, they're all aiming for the same time or they're all trying to match their own time and whoever's the closest each time gets to continue on. Right. I like it. Without Adam, going faster. Exactly. Adam Jabay, listen here. We are fixing track battle. Right. No. What did I say? Just bracket battles. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's what, that, yeah, that's what I meant. Bra- they call the, it bra- which they haven't done in like two years. I want the bracket battles I'm, I'm to be okay what I just it. described. It. I'm okay with them not doing it. They don't have time for that now. There's 300 drivers at that every event. That ain't no shit. <laughs> that ain't no shit. So, uh, one of the other big things that this has, apparently has a vacuum scavenging system installed on it that it didn't have on it before. Okay. That I guess my dad has been told by multiple people that that's good for like multiple tenths. No shit. And um, I think the guy that he bought it from said that it made the car more consistent, which is something my dad really fought when he was racing it. Right. Um, so I don't know exactly what it does. Uh, it scavenges vacuum. That's as good of a description as I can think of. I don't know. He's going to have to figure that all out, too. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. There's a couple of little things that the guy changed that my dad's like, I don't know why he would have done this. And I'm like, I kind of see some of them. I, okay, I'm fine with the others. But, like, so one of the things my dad has always done with a lot of his project cars, even, not just the race car, but, like, project cars, is he's put a start button under the hood. Oh, for, like, when he's doing diagnostic stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the guy pulled that out. And I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, why would you take it out? If it's it's the there. best. Yeah, if it's already there, at least it's it. so good. Yeah, it's like you just hit the carburetor and hit the button, fires right off. And now you have to call a friend and have them go hit the button. Yeah, or you got to climb in there and start, it and then come around to the front. No, man, you just hit the button. Huh? He pulled that out, so my dad has to put it back in. Yeah, why would you take the time to even bother? I don't know. <laughs> All right, whatever. So it needs a rewire. It's rough. Yes, I saw the wiring was kind of all over yeah. the place. I just assumed he was mid. He's friends with Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem to be like feet of extra wire. Well, some of that need. is my dad like rewiring. No, no, in process. Don't, but don't some of it's also like the way it was. So I'm assuming that rough. this is exactly as the so, guy ran it after Dalton wired it. Yeah. So why? Here, I have a question. Yeah. Why is there two interstate batteries? Uh, the car used to not have an alternator. But wouldn't an alternator still be less weight than that batteries? Oh, well, there's a min weight. Oh, so it's ballast. In the class anyway. Okay. So it didn't really matter. That'd be a good way to get ballast for WRL. We have like eight batteries. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we don't want to run out of power. Yeah. I'm, if our alternator dies, we can get 12 I wanna, laps I wanna before fi- the car I wanna, dies. I want to finish the race. Yeah. Um, Miatas, yeah, spec Miatas don't run alternators either. Same idea. No, he didn't run it. Originally, there is an alternator on it now. He actually had an alternator on it when he sold it. But for a long time, I remember, like, that was my job, was there were, like, two uh, posts on the back underneath the hood, or underneath the trunk lid. And when he would pull in after a race, I would had to hook up the battery charger. Yep. yep. Because it was a, a lossless system. It had no, uh, no alternator. So... I guess it's a power thing. Oh, sorry. I'm like looking at like, why is he not of his ground? Because he's rewiring he's working the car. In the car. Yeah, so it's all unhooked. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, it's Never all mind. unhooked. We're good. So uh, one thing that he, the guy, the previous owner added that my dad really likes is when you have, when the trunk lid is on the car right over the fuel cell, 
there. Um, there's like a fuel door hinge, or like a hinged fuel door on the trunk lid. Okay. So you can open that up, and then you can pull the gas off the fuel cell, or pull the lid off the fuel cell, put a funnel in there, and fill it up without having to pull the trunk lid off. That's nice. Which is... Trap doors. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, it's like brushed aluminum, and I fucking hate it. Do you have a picture of it? No, I didn't no, have a picture of it. But it's like it's brushed like, aluminum. It doesn't match. And I'm like... Can we paint it blue? And Dad's like, no, I don't care that much. I'm like, no, dude, you got to paint it. It looks dumb. Yeah. I know a way to make him paint it. Just take a stencil of the 1010s podcast logo and just like spray paint it across it. <laughs> He'll, your dad will paint it after that, I promise. <sighs> Jesus. I just don't. It's I'll, like, I'll send some, ten, I'll send some so blue, ten, I'll blue some, ten, send some blue 1010s podcast stickers with you next time. So you can just start slapping them on it. You know, all. Boonie style where you can't we oh, know they're there but he doesn't know oh, they're Jesus. there. So yeah. I don't know. It was it was everything I hoped it would be. It's it's I mean it's rough around the edges and that's fine. Yeah, but, it should. Uh, I'm I'm very excited that it's back in the family. So um my dad found it weird that I was like texting everybody about and, like that I made a post and that there's been like 130 likes on Facebook and I don't even know how many on Instagram. And he's just like, I don't understand why people care. And I'm like, well, it's first a- of all, dad, Instagram famous, I do a podcast yeah, and like, big deal. This is things that people follow. <laughs> and like, for whatever reason, like, I don't get it either. But like, and secondly, like there's a lot of people that from my past that remember this car that might not even be podcast listeners that like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's back again. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's not a common story. No, I'm not even the, the, the story guy. And I'm, I, I totally appreciate the story. Oh, that this it's car so has. cool. It's so cool. I'm so excited about it. So pretty yeah. awesome. Does he, I mean, does he have specific plans for it? Like the next race is in 17 weeks and he's got, uh, well, so the track, his local track, which is only like a 20-minute drive away. So that'd, be, that'd be nice, right? Wouldn't that be amazing, Robbie? Uh, they do like Wednesday night testing tunes. That'd be nice. And it's like, this will really trip your trigger, Robbie. It's like 20 bucks or something dumb. Or 40 bucks, I don't know. Like Whatever, dude. It's an insignificant amount of money. And like it's lapping day essentially. Like you can just just open passing. Yeah, They're open passes. Not yeah, passing, just do as know. many as you want. Just loop the thing if you want to do it. Like you don't even have to pull into the pit. Just keep going. As long as you're not overheating, if, go for another round. If, if if it's if no one's lined up, you just keep going. Yeah. And so, which is really frustrating. Drag racing and circle track racing. Don't even, don't get me started on circle track racing. That makes way too much sense. It's so much cheaper. It doesn't. It not always. Well, no, but like from an entry fee point of view, and like a travel, like the amount of money we spend just to go. Oh yeah, Circle Track is so much cheaper. Plus, they give out like two thousand dollars purses on a Tuesday night. The fuck are we doing? There's like hundred thousand dollar to win front wheel drive races that are only a few hours away from us. Apparently, Where? well, I don't know about maybe they're ten thousand. I don't remember. Ten like, still good. They're like thousands of dollars more than any prize that I've ever... The only Time Attack series that I've ever heard of having a cash prize was Speed Ring. Yep. No, it's like... 
I bought my Hans device off some uh, Circle Track guy. Yeah. Like, I met him in a parking lot at McDonald's because he was on his way to a race. Yeah. On a Tuesday. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, we got this whatever race. You know, winner gets two grand. I'm like, bro, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. We'll be home by nine. It's whatever. Yeah. And then the guy I bought my trailer from. Yeah. The same thing. He's like, yeah, I wanted, I wanted a trailer so I can go racing this weekend. I want to get, you know, I want I'm, I could get this big ass trophy. And I'm like, I don't get any big ass trophies. <laughs> my biggest trophy is this best dressed one. <laughs> I didn't even and win it. We didn't it. even win that, technically. <laughs> I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's dumb, isn't it? Yeah. There was years ago, Jabay, uh, apparently Jabay's like cousin or something like that. He's a front wheel drive circle track racer. Yep, yep. And years ago, they did a podcast with him. And dude, I'm sitting here listening to this like, this is, why? Why, why am I not doing that? Yeah, this Everything that we're doing is dumb, and everything he's doing and is I'm, smart. I'm on a couple of front wheel drive uh, racing classifieds. That that's that's what they are. Is circle track, dude? You can buy like like won the season championship last year, put fluids in it, and go racing tomorrow for like six thousand dollars, and that's like a really expensive one. Racing's stupid. <laughs> this is a stupid hobby for stupid boys and girls. Road racing, especially. Yeah, yeah. road racing. Road racing, sure. especially. Yeah. You know how far away the closest dirt track is? Like 15 minutes. Maybe. I could like throw a football to it, I'm sure. It's like when we were, when I was growing up in Kansas, when this car was originally built, yeah. the Tempest, there was like six drag tracks in two hours from where we were living or something, like some, something dumb. Right. And that's the way we are here with dirt tracks. Oh, yeah. Like, living in northwest Iowa, every other town has a dirt track. The only thing that we have more of than dirt tracks is golf courses. Yes. We have the... Iowa has the most golf courses per capita of any state in the country. That's a true statistic. I believe that. That's a real Every town has one. Yeah, every little... Every every, small town in Iowa. If it has 2,000 people or more in it, they have a golf course. Yes. At least a golf course. If not two. Yes. Yeah. Which means that there's a metric fuck ton of golf courses in Iowa. <laughs> and they cost nothing to go to. And the only thing that the maybe part. there's more of is dirt tracks. Because <laughs> every town has one of those, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you I, know what we do? It's shocking that we, we race. We road race, and the closest one is three hours away. And they haven't had an organized race there in years, Robbie. Nope. Years. Nope. We had an organized time attack there this year. An organized wheel to wheel. I don't want to talk about it. That's a that's a source subject for me. I'm well aware, and I'm not going to talk I'm about it on the show. I'm not going to talk about it on the show. It's better that you don't. It, yeah, I don't want to burn any bridges. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> it is kind of shocking though that we didn't get into more dirt stuff. Like I've never step, like driven on a dirt track. I've never driven one either. I but mean, like it's it's weird that. That's you would think that that opportunity would have presented itself way faster than anything we've already I done. I guarantee you, there's arrive and drive options if you want to go do one, and it'll probably cost you like two hundred bucks, and it'll probably be the most fun you've ever fucking had. Well, in I've your had life. like uh, Ben Solom's offered to like get me in a car. Well, I'm, there's people who live a whole lot closer than Ben that have cars. I need to do this. I need to know. I need to find a new kink. One of these. <laughs> One of these weekends that you're back home uh, yeah. visiting your parents, if it lines up, we need, I need to go up there as well so that we can go to the figure eight races in Primgar. I'm, I'm because 
That will change your life. Jess is from Missouri. She'll love it. Dude, it will change your life. I, I mean, it's I, a I, racetrack I, with an intersection. I've wanted to do this forever. You I know, I'm but so, like, it like, never lines up. Pick the weekend. Yeah, I'll make I it work. To, I need to find... Uh, find their calendar. See if, it, they, if it's, if it's a on a if it's yet. on a holiday, I'll be there because I that's for sure the only time I'm not racing. Yeah, right. Or if it's a weekend that I don't have to take work off to get there, yeah, I am in. Well, it's Saturday nights. I'm in. So it I'm doesn't. Sold. You know, we don't have to take work off. I'm only allowed to do two day vacations this year. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's that's, a that's it's a two day. A, it's a down and back thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm totally. You can go in. visit your parents. Yep, and watch. What is arguably the most insane racing you'll ever watch? Yeah, I want that. I want that real so, bad. Because, like, I know we've talked about this before, but, like, for the people who haven't heard this, the figure eight track in Primgar, which is this tiny little town, like, <laughs> fucking 30 minutes from my hometown, 45 minutes from Robbie's hometown. Yep. Like, I, I went there almost every weekend for a long time when I was in high school because my dad's had a whole bunch of friends that race there. And, like, most places that have figure eight tracks, they just do like they do one of the figure eight races during fair week, right? Yep. Where um, normally it's a circle track, and then they just throw this. In. That's th- that is this track's only configuration. Figure eight, right? So, Man. and and a lot of these guys, that's the only track they race at, and so they're really, really good at it, and it's. Dude, it's so nerve wracking. That's that's the sitting on the edge of your seat, your heart pumping. Yeah, the whole you paid for the whole seat, time. but you won't use all of it. Yeah, that, I want that, dude. It's nuts. That's like, it's it's this it's the last lap of a close race feeling. They're doing like the sixty thing. through that intersection simultaneously until they're not. Honestly, the racing is better when they don't crash. I. I think if you go through like an entire race and there's no crash, you're just sitting there going like, "How? Yeah, how yeah. did you do this? Yeah, no, it's it's beyond wild. But like when there's a crash, chances are the people who crashed into each other, their wives and children are in the stands, and she's probably in tears. Like it's stupid emotional. Get it's it's it it's, gets it's, real dumb. It's kind there. of funny though because it gets it's not an if, it's a when. It gets real dumb there. <laughs> like. Most racetracks, I assume, have like the required single ambulance, but like Circle Track kind of has to assume they're going to need maybe two or three. Well, and then like by the time you get to the A main for the like the feature for the night, right. like not only not only is are those guys all warmed up and ready to fucking rumble, but like they're the best ones. Yeah, dude, it's the most intense racing on the planet. It's better than GLTC. I said it. Probably better than everything, man. You have to. You have to you're not going to offend me by saying that. It sounds like it's the best thing in the world. I've wanted, <sighs> I've wanted to watch Figure Eight since forever. It's so wild. So, yeah. No, I I want Figure Eights in my life. Maybe there's my there's my desensitized kink. The, <laughs> the picture you pulled up three hour enduro a That's, Figure Eight enduro. The winner gets twenty grand. <laughs> a three-hour figure-eight race. Look at this. The safety trucks are on the course. Smart. 
There's like from the so that's this side looking at the picture on the other side where the camera's being shot from. There's like three ambulances <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah, on they're there. They're on course too. Yeah, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's a NASCAR truck. Circle track racing is where it's at. Right. right so We're doing this wrong. So it goes autocross, HPDE, Time Attack, GLTC, Figure Eight w- Racing, WRL. Oh, okay. Then I got to figure out what's in the middle. And then my final, like, desensitized kink is figure eight racing. I think we figured it out my well, th- my progression. That's fair. <laughs> Somebody want to take me figure eight racing, like, right now? I, I can't I, I can't afford to do it, and I, can't, I don't have the time to do it, but... I don't offer, think they've put out... Their, offer it to me. I, don't I want to go. I they put out their... Uh, their schedule for the year yet if you live near me and you're going to a figure eight race call me i will go um if you live not near me and you're going to a figure eight race call me anyways i don't know take me with you primgar iowa jc's figure eight race page on facebook let's see if they have a 2022 schedule out nope last time they said anything was september of 2021 dang it so that means it's coming though hopefully Nice. I mean, COVID doesn't exist there because it's a small town in yeah, Iowa. Small town so Iowa. They definitely are not. They're over it. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. They're over it. Yeah. Well, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so that's all I got, Robbie. All right. So let's we should probably wrap up the show. Yeah. Um, I got to remind everybody head over to Apex Pro or ApexTrackCoach.com for your Apex Pro, uh, the official motorsports app of 1010's podcast. So if you are thinking about getting into data, if you do track days, Drifting, autocross, like if you do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like on track, and you yeah. want to you want to learn a little bit more about yourself and the track, um, Apex Pro, their app will let you do that for free. I'd be interested in getting one of these on a dirt car. Uh, remember how you talked about like using it as a drift thing? Andrew's kind of proven that that's a thing. I know. Oh, that's would, why I said this would be good. In I a drift commented mode. on there when you introduced drift mode. That was like Need for Speed Underground 2. Yep. Where the more angle you get, the more points you get. Yep. I want credit. I feel like that's fair. Because you heard it here first. Like three years ago. Yep. Uh, but yeah, if you are doing any sort of track day stuff with uh, your car and you want to get it to data, and just, have, just use your phone. Use the Apex Pro app. You can... Uh, it uses the, the, the sensors in your phone, so it's not quite as accurate as the actual unit, but it's free. So it'll give you an idea of what, you know where you're losing time, I uh, give your lap times stuff like that, and then you can set, you can make your own tracks. I mean, so if you're doing autocross, you can do your start and stop points, and you can, it builds a track for you. Yeah. So and um, ice racing. I don't That's wanna, the thing people do here. People do that. You can build your own tracks on ice or ice racing. Yeah. Uh, ApexTrackCoach.com. Use the code uh, ten tenths to get ten uh, percent off when you get a unit, uh, Gen two unit, and a window mount. Um, or if you're looking to save a little bit of money. And you could get a Gen 1, which doesn't have quite the capabilities of a Gen 2. You could get that on their shop, just on their website. That's apextrackcoach.com. Adam. Robbie. I feel it's time for a hot take. Okay. I had one picked out, and I decided I don't want to do that one anymore. Okay. Did you come up that. with a different yeah, one? Yeah, I got a different one. But oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. All right. You're going to make me... Yep, yep. Adam, Robbie. When I when you get French fries at a restaurant, uh-huh. how do you eat them? Do you a have the fry? Well, in this for this example, we'll say 
fries on the plate and a ketchup separate? Uh-huh. Or do you put the fries on the plate and then slather them in ketchup? If I was a ketchup user, which I'm B- not. Barbecue, mustard, but if what, I was whatever a, you use. I would absolutely do A for one shining reason, Robbie. I am very much the type of person who eats one thing and then moves to the next and then moves to the next and prefers that they don't intermingle. And that's too... the You're taking like a plate of french fries and covering them all in ketchup far too cross-contaminated i will completely agree with that i i don't like it to contaminate unless unless it's food that like i'm gonna like it's all like well i'm like 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 my asian food i'll I'll like mix all the rice and stuff that's how you're supposed to yeah but if it's something i'm dipping with my fingers yeah i it can't be slathered it has to be separate so French fries do not get slathered because I I eat them with my fingers. Yeah. The only time that's the exception to the rule is nachos when you get like, you know, like the pulled pork and that's too messy. All the extra stuff. Yeah. I can't eat it. My I bad. don't eat wings because not because I don't like chicken wings, but because they're far too messy and it bothers me. Same with the ribs. I I avoid ribs. I like I I used to do that. I I've come around to ribs. I still. I, so, it's not a. It's not a thing. I, dude, they're delicious, and I love them. They are. I, they're too messy. It's a mess. I don't like eating corn on the cob. I cut it off. Eat it. You better. take corn on the cob and cut it off. Yes. So you just have like it's the most un Iowa thing about me for sure, Robbie. But I totally you do. take the time I to cut, cut it off it. with a knife, and then I eat it. Man, no, there's no way I do that. We were at uh, TJ Maxx, right? Yep, yep. So they sell like. Overstock stuff, apparently. Yeah, it's like just like stuff. Yeah, it's like, but I think it's overstock from like other other places. places. Yeah, Yeah. they had some sort of corn, uh, like cob removing tool, kitchen utensil, kind of like an apple corer. Yeah, and I was very, very close to buying it because you'd use it. Yeah, I would. (laughs) I totally. I would eat more corn that way. I would totally buy more sweet corn if I, it was that way. But, like, I, it's one of these – we get so much fucking flack for this. I don't like doing it because people give me shit about it, so I just don't eat it. You don't eat – you just don't eat I just corn don't, on the cob because – I just don't eat it. I remember when cause my grandparents had a farm. Yeah. And then they would, like, cream their own corn and, like, can it and stuff. And that's when you cut it off the cob, obviously. And I remember yeah. – I, I swear they had one of those – like a like an apple core or two. Yeah, it was kind of, but like it was that. like four for corn. Corn. Yeah. So I want to say they had something like that where it would just it's like the best. take all the corn off the I cob and then you put it in the bag. You should have bought it. Maybe I'll go back and buy it. Yeah, apparently you need to. But yeah, I, I that's far the slathered in. That's too much cross contamination. No, slathering any fluid on your on your fries is that's a no go for me. I also firmly believe. This doesn't apply so much to French fries yeah, as yeah. it does to other things, but I also firmly believe that if a restaurant brings me something pre-sauced, it's because that thing sucks and they're trying to cover they're it with their it. sauce. Like pulled the, pork. The exception is wings. Well, right, because that's Not, supposed or, to be or, done or boneless. You know. Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but that's that's the, that, that's the exception. But like pulled pork or pulled chicken or or even brisket or whatever. Like if that the pulled pork when you get it and it's like slathered but it's like been stirred in 
That's because their pulled pork sucks. I said it, Robbie. <laughs> fight me, bro. I'm not going to fight you because I completely I will, I will I completely, fight that to the death. I completely If they agree. have to stir the sauce in and make it completely coat it, it's because it sucks. No, it's when you when I go to Jethro's and I order the meats. Right. And it shows up. And, and they give it to you and go, here's your options of barbecue sauce. It's over here. Or don't eat it at all. That's your choice. Here's your meat as it's supposed to be with the no meat extra. should be. The meat should be able to. It doesn't have to, but it should be able to stand on its own. And if it can't, you didn't do a very good job. Agreed. 100%. So that's how I feel about it. Speaking of, I guess you don't eat ketchup at all. I was going to say, like, I don't you... like ketchup. <laughs> I don't, I, was gonna I say don't you... want a sugary tomato paste. Oh, it's, you're ridiculous. Ketchup is fine. Just don't put it on your steak. <laughs> My wife does that to me. She, I hate she her. <laughs> How do you want it? Well done and ketchup covered. Nah, please. she doesn't take it well done. <laughs> My grandma, rest in peace. She, her steak resembled like we always joked that like when my grandpa was done cooking the rest of our steaks and the grill had cooled off a little bit, he would grab some of the charcoals from underneath <laughs> and serve those to her as a steak because <laughs> that was essentially what she was after. My grandpa was like the type of guy where like drag it across the surface of the grill, flip it over, drag it across the other way, Good serve it to me. Yep. And my grandma's like, if I polar opposite like if if there's any amount of tenderness or juiciness or if it's not completely gray all the way through don't serve it to me <laughs> i like to have a little like a like a red pool at the bottom yeah it should bleed a little when a little, i stab it yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> yep no i want i want you to imagine an oven and it's open on both sides and I'm on one side of the plate, and you're on the other side with a steak, and you throw it through the oven, and I catch I it on the plate. I don't want it quite that rare. That's, a, that's all I want. I don't want it quite that rare. I want it warm all the way through. Uh, yeah, I do. I like. I don't like it to be cold. No. No. Uh, but yeah, then I also don't slather it either. I, I mean, I just don't like to... If it's not Asian food, I don't slather it. Oh. Unless it's cheese. I will slather things in cheese. Well, I mean, yeah. But I'm not eating it by hand. Like if I have no. a, if I have a smothered burrito in nacho, it's just smothered. Well, in Mexican nacho food, cheese. I think you also slather. You, yeah, in things. Yeah, and I, you mix it together. And you, yeah, and usually, or you and you eat it with a fork. Like nothing's or, or worse. Sticks. Apparently, I don't know this from experience because I don't eat it. But apparently, nothing's worse than a burrito that's not well stirred together before it's rolled. Oh, that's a fact. That's what separates Poncheros from the rest. That's what I'm told. Because you go to Poncheros and they take their, well, they call it the bob. Right. They take the bob and then they like mess with the, the burrito right. and they mix it all in all right. perfectly and then they roll it up and hand it to you and they're like, here is your perfectly made burrito, sir. Yeah. And then I take it and I eat it and it's delicious from start to finish. I go into Poncheros and I order a steak quesadilla and I swear I slapped their mother <laughs> half the time. <laughs> Their tacos are really good. They get really mad. Uh, half the time that I go into a ponchero, that I'm drug into a ponchero's by my coworkers, and I order a quesadilla, I swear that I oh, this insulted, <laughs> yeah, that I insulted the the food service worker's mom. Yeah, we have all of these options. Steak quesadilla, please. The quesadilla is here for children. And then they're like, "Do you want this and this?" No, I want steak and cheese on a flour tortilla. 
No sauces, nothing? <laughs> no. Because it's spicy and I'm a bitch. <laughs> oh, God, I want spicy Korean short ribs so bad right now. Just ask, just ask me, like, just before we started the show, what my favorite food was. I think she's planning for Valentine's Day. Oh, weird. And I was like, it's not my favorite food, but it's the only thing I'm thinking about, and it's Korean short ribs, because I haven't <laughs> had them again. I need something spicy. Black pepper's too spicy. I don't need that in my life. Man, I got a whole fridge of things we should feed you. Hot nuts. Hot nuts? Yeah, Takis make nuts, apparently. <laughs> Freaking delicious. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like sweating before the show last week eating those. I'm a bitch. I admit it. it These are facts. It took me years to grow into appreciating a good spice. No, I don't like spicy foods. I've grown to appreciate a lot more things than I used to. Spice isn't it The yet. spice is just not there yet. I'm desensitized. Good for you, Robbie. Just, just like everything else in my life. Where are you in that, in your porn scale on spicy food? We're talking about my porn or am I talking about my spiciness? Where on your porn scale are you at for spicy food? Wouldn't it be easier to talk about... Are you like kink one or are you farther <laughs> into... Or like are you just uh, just dipping your toe into hardcore? Where are you at, Robbie? I'm probably... I'm just past hardcore with my spiciness and my food. Like looking for a kink? Yeah, yeah. Trying I, to I, settle I, on just, what your just, first just, one's going to be? Just a kink. Just, okay. just one kink. You know? Okay. I, I don't do the blazing wings. I don't... I, I, it doesn't have to hurt that much. But just... just just a little. Does I like it, it hurt? I like it to hurt a little. Does it hurt when it leaves too? Just a little. See, I don't need that. Just a little. I don't need that at all. That's 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 as far as my kink goes when it comes to spicy food. Just it has to hurt a little in and a little no, out. I don't like being <laughs> hurt, Robbie. My food should not hurt me. If it doesn't hurt you a little bit, it's not the one. Right? Yeah. I don't think that's how the. That sounds like it's, a. That's, that sounds like a toxic relationship. No, right? no, no, no. It's it's it's, <laughs> That's it's some it's, machine gun Kelly shit. No, no. It's it's the it's the it's the pleasure and pain combination making it good. I'm not with you on that one. I haven't not emotional pain. That's totally separate. Physical like sexy pain. <laughs> damn it, Robbie. Oh, let's stop. You brought it up. You oh, wanted to talk. No, I don't know why. You did this. Like, no, I don't know why. You Last week you set me off with a I stupid ground. I want to go to bed. And this week you set me off with my kinks. I want to go to bed. Okay. We'll catch everybody and their kinks <laughs> next week. No, we don't need to talk about kinks on the group. I want to hear DM about DM Robbie. No, let's talk no, about DM Robbie. Let's publicly talk about your kinks in the group. <laughs> oh. Tag me in your kinks. Let's talk about it on the group. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>